Hello and welcome to this uh, inaugural podcast for All Systems Go, um, the podcast guaranteed to give you a gaming nerdgasm, uh, as we like to call it. My name is Tim. You might know me better as Graduated Gamer. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at graduated underscore gamer. I also have a blog that you might want to read. It's really not that good, but you know, you be the judge. It's Graduated Gamer. Dot blogspot.com. With me today is, uh, I think, a very handsome fellow. His name's Joel. How's Hi, it thank going? Thank you, sir. Yep. Yes, uh, this is Joel checking in. I uh, have a Twitter account as well. You can find me uh, at Joel Cieslack. It's my very creative Twitter handle. That's my full name. Um, <laughs> and that's all I got to plug. Sounds good. All right. Also with me is the lovely and talented Reen. Reen, what's up? Oh, nothing much. It's just an awesome night to be recording, and uh, you can find me on Twitter at ReenAVA or at twitch.tv slash ReenBean, bean as in green bean, because I'm on the vine. Boom, yeah. love it. Oh, so good. <laughs> and of course, last but definitely not least, uh, Lessa, my, one of my favorites. I'm not going to say my favorite. One of my favorites, Lessa. What's up, girl? Hey, hey. Yeah, but so everyone listening, um, Less Awake here, obviously. But uh, most of my friends just call me Lessa or Less for short by the twin. And of course, you can also find me on Twitter at, at a talented friend. Nice. And uh, a talented friend. Is that another one of your puns, Lessa? Or is that just. I don't even know. Nope. I no? was just very uncreative. No, 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 no. Never. You're never uncreative. <laughs> well, there you have it. That's that's the crew. That's who we are. We are All Systems Go. Um, essentially what this is, this is going to be a regular podcast we're doing, essentially centered around gaming, gaming news, games we're playing, games, 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 retro games, new games, whatever you want, okay? Whether you're into regular Nintendo, the Atari, or all the way up to the Xbox One, Wii U, PS4, We'll probably get you covered in some weeks. I'm not going to say every week, but that's what we're going to be doing here. Um, so thank you very much for listening. We're really happy to have you guys here. We're really happy to be in your ear hole, essentially. Yes, um, totally. Oh, so good. Getting way up in there. Right way up. Just whew. really deep, like where the Q-tip can't reach. Yeah, you get, yes, if, yeah, if you... If you put a Q-tip deeper than we're going, you'll injure yourself. So don't do that. So <laughs> we're um, a four-player podcast because we like that multiplayer. Yes, we do. Yep, very good. So multiplayer orgy. Ooh, yikes! All right, that so, sounds hot. It does. I, I like to start us off right about now with uh, a little thing. Basically, what's in your system? You know, what are you playing? I, I'll start off. So I don't really have anything in my system right now. I mean, I have uh, probably like I don't know over half a dozen systems sitting there ready to play. Nothing's really in there that I've been playing. I've actually been, uh, I got the Minecraft bug lately. Um, oh, man. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, well, Is it terminal? It itches when I stop playing, so I don't know if that's bad. Should I consult a physician, <laughs> maybe? Yikes. But the fiance got me hooked on it again. Uh, we have a server, so I just, I don't know. Um, it's tough, but I love it. You know, I've been taming horses and trolling people a lot so it's it's a good time it's one of those never-ending games so i'll probably be doing that for a while until my add kicks in so yeah i don't know i know joel you we just got them playing some gamecube you got anything oh, going with that some or? hot mario party 5 action Ooh. it was intense let yeah, me tell well, you, you you whooped my ass again i was so. sweating yeah kind of <laughs> well Tim had the lead going into uh the bonus stars but then i swept all three bonus stars so it's a good always. ending for me had uh was lucky enough to get some mini games where it was just hammer a button as fast as you can, and I do have the twitchiest uh forefinger 
probably ever. So, so if you were in the Wild West, you probably would have been the quickest trigger, basically. The, the fastest been, finger in, says, the, in, the, in the West, okay. in the Midwest. Like Val Kilmer yeah. in Tombstone. If exactly gets like that. that. Re- reference. Gene Wilder. Boom. In Blazing Saddles. Also. So is <laughs> yeah. Mario Party 5, like Mario Party 8 and 9, like it's just basically with the mini stars, the Z stars, and... No. Uh, it's more of the traditional coins and stars separate. Oh, okay. Uh, it's not say, just like, the stars and, and stars, which is Nintendo's trying to make that a word, and that's not a word. <laughs> Z T A R S is not a word, Nintendo. Stars. You're listening, so uh, take that out of the next Mario Party. Also, the Mario Party 10 was announced for Wii U, and I'm very excited, but Ooh, probably gonna not going to drop till next year. You're going to get it, though. Oh yeah, for sure. Nice. Awesome. Probably pre order it. yeah. It's it's pretty much more like a classic Mario Party from the N64 era, from what I remember. There's a little it few is more... little things thrown in there. But yeah. One, two, three was that was my that was my jam. Yeah. When I, I think was two up. two is probably the best. Yeah. So Joel, go ahead and tell me like what's what's in your system? What do you got? Well, let me tell you, I've been playing. This game, 2014 FIFA Brazil World Cup. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, I think I think the people need to know Joel a little bit. Yeah. About you. So uh, this man here, he he just got back from Brazil. During the World Cup, was there cheering on the girl red, white, and blue. Mm. Went to a country where he doesn't even speak a lick of the language. Not any words. Not any words. Learned like five. It was, was awesome. There, that you know. Know. Five. That's, I made a real effort. That's good. That's good. So, I mean, this this man, he he does love his soccer. So yes. it's only fitting that I would hear that he has this FIFA World Cup in his system. Uh, you've been playing it a lot. Though. Yeah, I've been playing it. Um, before the actual World Cup, was going through trying to qualify with a bunch of different countries. Just going like randomly, picking a different one each time. So I'm getting like weird, like Bahamas, like trying to qualify <laughs> with Bahamas. Nice. You know, like North Korea. Where they, apparently I, they really were I in the they, World Cup final. Yeah, they so. played Portugal in the World Cup final. Yeah, it's amazing. Did they win? I, I thought you had to qualify for the World Cup to, to reach win the it. final. Well, hey, you know, I mean, I heard but, North Korea was celebrating themselves winning it, but hey, what do I know? I only saw uh, Germany win it. I don't know. It's a different reality. It is. Well, over um, there. So I had 2010 World Cup, the 2010 edition for PS3 also, South Africa. That game was a blast. It was the perfect um, like difficulty. You put it on the hardest difficulty, legendary. And going through trying to qualify, I managed to qualify with USA, Ivory Coast, and Trinidad and Tobago, which is really difficult. Yeah. But I pulled it off. Not the case at all with the new one. It is <laughs> Ramps up impossible. The yeah. Not only are you playing against your actual opponent, you are fighting against the broken gameplay Ooh, the whole time. That. I hate that. I have stuff happen like I'll throw in a pass from out of bounds to a guy. He could easily, you know, he's standing sideways. He could rotate his body 90 degrees and easily stop the ball with his foot. Rather than do that, he decides to stand, stay standing sideways, stick his foot out behind him, try to block the ball with his heel, let the ball just roll past his foot. The other team takes it, goes down, and scores. Nice. So Stuff for, like that. For all of our listeners out there that are not sports fans or have no idea and you just heard sport, 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 that essentially means that the AI is broken, it's terrible, yeah. and you're basically playing against yourself and fighting all the bugs. So yeah. that's, it's that's, impossible. That's a shame because I know you're excited about that game. Oh, so. yeah. So I've tried qualifying with about 20 different nations, haven't even really gotten close with any of them, and found it easier to go to the actual real World Cup in Brazil <laughs> than to qualify for it in a video game. Nice. So, uh, so I think that go. tells you something. So what you're saying EA. is instead of buying the next FIFA World Cup game, just go to the World Cup. Just go to Russia, because it's easier. <laughs> right? It'll be a lot easier. Yeah, I'll tell that to everyone that went to Sochi. Yikes. 
is there like a multiplayer at all for it? Like for FIFA? There is. Like, the online mode is really fun because okay. it's even. Both players are dealing with the same broken stuff, so it evens the oh, playing so field out. And I've it's actually just won... two players yeah. against each other, or okay, yeah. so there's like a whole team of no. Well, no, there's a whole players. team. You just switch between players on your team. Oh, yeah. okay. Which the switching players mechanic? There's also a disconnect there. EA didn't really play test this game at all. Okay. But I've managed to win most of my online matches, but can't qualify with anyone because the AI is so stacked against you in single player. So that's my rant against EA. <laughs> Fix your shit, EA. Yeah, well, you're you're not alone on that, I'm yeah. sure, since EA is constantly voted one of the worst gaming companies. Yeah, they just so don't care. Enough. Terrible. All right, good to know. Um, I don't know, Lessa, what do you got in your system this week? Okay, so uh, this week I've diversified from the, the lovable PS3, and uh, Reen and I have been trying a new uh, PC game we recently found, um, and it's called The Crooked Man, or Crooked. I don't really know how other people pronounce it, but I pronounce it Crooked. Um, well, potato, potato, so. Yeah, potato, potato. But um, So it's by the author Yuri, who has done a handful of other games in the horror genre, and we found the Crooked Man through Uri's latest game, The Sandman, which that game was adorably engrossing, a little frustrating at times, trying to find supplies and search for people, but the storyline and characters totally made up for those little blemishes. But um, as for The Crooked Man, it was uh, a lot more linear in its approach than The Sandman, with its uh, limitation to settings like an apartment and hotel so far, what we've been through, as opposed to a whole town to search. Mm -hmm. But it's a lot more scary. Like, my gosh, let me tell you. So is yeah, it very, like, like is it, it's, it's a horror game. Knowing you, it's probably part of the horror genre. Is it something like Slenderman? Like, what, what's no, no, the premise it, of the game? Okay, well. Like um, Ivy and the Witch's House. Oh. Okay. Yeah, well, we originally got interested in searching for other little type pixel games after playing through the Witch's House by Fumi. Mm -hmm. We wanted to indulge ourselves in similar adventures, style, plot, pixel, genre, etc horror and um after a little browsing walla up popped the crypt man and uh, sandman and it is really really adorable i mean i mean in a creepy way right yeah in a creepy way yeah yeah of course um because you start off with this little guy named david who moves to this new apartment after it's i think he went through a breakup with his girlfriend and then during the story some creepy stuff and fangs start to occur, which makes David question what happened to the last owner of his new apartment. And so after that, so begins his classic quest for answers. And you just get these little uh, scary tidbits here and there, and it is a lot more engrossing than hmm. you would think. Nice. Yeah, Witch's House, I remember that was the game you guys had me play, and I couldn't complete it. Not because I was too scared, although mm, it was, it was, sure. hey, hey, yeah. it's, okay, I will, I will admit this right now, I'm a pansy when it comes to games, playing horror games, not my forte, but I gave it a shot, I just had a terrible keyboard for it at the time, so... I couldn't beat it, so I don't know. Maybe one time, one of these days, I'll get back into it. But uh, I do like that idea of like horror games being sort of like retrofitted to look more 16-bit. I like that that new thing that's that's been going around recently of people kind of throwing back to those old school roots. That's pretty cool. Like The Last Survivor. That yeah. was a good one. Have you, have you played that, Joel? The Last Survivor. I'm not. It's for PS3. I actually I think it was part of the PS Plus um, free downloads like a couple months ago. It was oh, okay. good. I played it. It was one of those games that had like multiple endings and um, had like a couple of jump scares. It was mostly like a very eerie feeling if you turn all the lights off and sat like there and played the Like Yeah, thing. a lot of atmosphere. Yeah, but it was like exactly. retro style. Sort of. Yeah, it was like a um, 
2D plane, like kind of side scrolling oh. in a sense, but it was okay. very, it was pixelated. It was um, like 16 bit era looking, but crisp, obviously, because it's on the PS. I think that's really impressive if you can create like a scary atmosphere like that with a mm-hmm. retro game. It's, have... it's actually not as hard as you think. It, it all is just atmosphere, but part of it was it said, put your headphones on, turn the lights off. And I was like, eh, maybe ah. I'll turn the lights off and not put the headphones yeah, on. Yeah, I don't ever do that. No. <laughs> I'm like, no, <laughs> no, do the opposite of both those. <laughs> Keep, turn the lights all the way yeah. on, throw the headphones across the room, yep. and snuggle your cat while you're exactly. doing it. Exactly. Got it. <laughs> nice. That's so, the best evening. Awesome. So you, you would recommend the, the Crooked Man to people then, Lessa? Oh, definitely, yeah. Yeah? Awesome. I may have to take a look at it, which you know I won't play it, but I'll look it into it for your sake. Oh, well, it's a thought that counts. <laughs> nice. Uh, and Reed, what do you got in your system this week? I've been trying Among the Sleep, which is an indie, another survival horror game, because I like my jump scares. Mm-hmm. I have to get it. It makes my adrenaline pump faster. My heart. It needs power. <laughs> but so, yeah, I've been trying Among the Sleep, and it's basically pixel, like, retro type. It's more advanced, I guess, graphics and textures, and it looks really beautiful. And the summary is, like, you play as a two-year-old child, who receives a present from a mysterious person at the door, and his gift happens to be a teddy bear named Mr. Teddy. How original, right? (laughs) And uh, apparently he comes to life and asks you to play a game. This little two-year-old, so you see his like little star-colored pajamas, and I'm like, oh my god, he's like short. This perspective is really beautiful, like how these, I think they're Swedish? Don't hold me to it, but I think they're Swedish developers who made this game, and it's Really intriguing, like the elements of a good scare are there, like the atmosphere, it's very dark and haunting, and the perspective, because everything looks so different from a child's POV, Mm -hmm. and if I was playing it as a grown man or like a woman, the doorknob would be right there, chest level, and then you could just grab it and open it, but like in this one, you're you're a two-year-old boy who can't reach the door handle, so you have, it's like a puzzle game too, Mm -hmm. you have to go, you climb up on things to open the door, and it's really intriguing like Les and I we like to psychoanalyze our games so we're only probably like 30 minutes into this game and we're already like oh my god this two-year-old child is probably uh, portraying his father yeah fantasizing or portraying his father as an evil monster because there's these jump flashes that happen there's like this big bulky black thing and a couple parts but like in the beginning you have the mother walking to the door and her talking is uh, distorted and I guess mm-hmm. the kid goes into a vertigo because you know loud voices scare children yeah and so like we're just sitting here psychoanalyzing like oh my god that's so the father mm-hmm. and then at one part the teddy bear like mr. Teddy disappears from your crib and uh, you find it locked and drowning in the washing machine. Interesting. <laughs> but, but simply put, the mother could have just wanted to wash it and just threw it in the washing right. machine. Yeah, so we're indulging ourselves in the indie survival horror of Among huh. the Sleep where you play as this two-year-old child. And I am determined to continue it further, though the atmosphere is very creepy because I always pull my feet up off the floor when I play games, and I'm like, okay, my feet are off the floor, I have like a whole light on, I fling my arms and something scares me, so I put everything out of arm's length when I play. So I have a safe zone. So it sounds okay. like this game, it, it, being an infant or a kid or whatever, is it like have, does it add that sense of like helplessness to it? Or are you not that helpless in the game? It's more just like about the atmosphere as well. No, you can't run in this game. The child okay. can crawl like a natural born speed racer. Like not run, okay, that's exaggeration. He can crawl pretty fast. So it's, it says like the little tips, uh, press shift or command or control to crawl and it's, it's much faster so I mm-hmm. guess that would be quote unquote the running speed okay. but otherwise he'll just swing his arms and walk really slow hmm. 
it almost sounds like a, a like a Rugrats episode, kind of on, right. on acid, but like you yeah. know where they had like right. I think Tommy had like he took medicine or something and he got all loopy and it was kind of terrible. was there an episode like it that? Was an episode like that. <laughs> there are some Tommy had a bad trip. I gotta tell you, there are some kids episodes of shows I used to watch like Rugrats, Rocco's Modern Life, obviously Ren and Stimpy, where there were some very oh, yeah. adult themes. Every episode, of well, every Stimpy. episode of Ren and Stimpy. <laughs> that show should not have been watched by kids. Yeah. Um, it's just kind of fascinating, but yeah, they had some creepy stuff in there that reminds me of what this game is kind of about because as a kid if you were cognitive of that stuff it could probably be terrifying like Mr. Teddy disappears and oh now he's drowning like if a kid knew what drowning was but yeah I think that's that's definitely an interesting uh, protagonist to have in a game there's not many games where you play as an infant I don't think I've ever heard of one before so awesome well very good. Quite an eclectic mix there of uh, yeah of what we're playing this week. My question, though, Reen, uh, has PewDiePie played it? Because I actually do not know. If he hasn't, as we all know, it's not a real horror game. <laughs> right? So We're going to get yeah, to watch well. him freak out about it. And <laughs> nice. All right. Great. So that's what we're playing this week. I don't know. I'll probably still be playing Minecraft next week. I'll try and pop something into my system. I'll promise not to become a, a Minecraft zombie. But uh, I think we'll move on now to our uh, our next topic, which is probably one of the biggest uh, announcements that Exciting came out. Exciting news yesterday past to week. some people. Yeah, well, to some. I would say the most of the gaming world. Let's be honest. I mean, whether you're a fanboy or girl for Microsoft or Sony or Nintendo, if you don't have an appreciation for Nintendo as a game company and what it's done for the mm-hmm. industry. Um, I'm sorry, we need to reevaluate your thought process because, I mean, I, I love my my newer gen stuff with Xbox and PS4 and, and you know, all that stuff, but, I mean, Nintendo, that's that's nostalgia. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's their been body there of work. It has. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's essentially, like, one of the greatest forefathers of gaming, and the reason we're talking Nintendo, as you guys may have guessed by now, your listeners, um... Super Smash Brothers has announced um, a few new uh, playable characters. Three, that would be. Um, we got Robin and Lucina from Fire Emblem and Fire Emblem Awakening, I think. What was that? Specifically. Oh, I think it's Fire, Fire Emblem, Emblem Awakening. Awakening. Ah, very Which good. I think is the DS version. Okay. Not positive. Never, never played it personally. I haven't either. Okay. Less <laughs> I only know Fire Emblem I think we're all, through Smash Brothers. We're all in the same boat. We're all kind of Fire Emblem Awakenings noobs here. But, uh, yeah. Um, so there was those two, and, and I will say, we'll have a little talk about them, but I also want to say Captain Falcon... Um, Falcon punched his way into my heart, shall I say, <laughs> way back in the N64 era. I, I I do love my original Super Smash Bros, and Captain Falcon was my player of choice, so I'm very happy that he's going to be in it, even though I probably will never play this game because I'm not a Wii U owner. Joel, you're, you're a resident expert here on, on fighting games, at least Super Smash Bros. Yes. Uh, there was the Melee tournament that happened, right? right? Yeah, Evolution 2014, or EVO. Uh, what it is is just a giant uh, fighting game uh, tournament for a few various uh, uh, fighting games, Smash Bros. being the main event, Smash Bros. Melee. Okay. Uh, they also have Street Fighter, Tekken, a few other ones. But yeah, Melee is the big event. Mm-hmm. And the final this year, Mango was champion. Uh, again, playing Fox. He defeated Hungry Box, their uh, uh, Melee aliases, uh, Mango and Hungry Box. Uh, Hungry Box playing Jigglypuff. Uh, Mango started with a... It's a five-game series in the final. Uh, Mango started with a two-game lead. Hungrybox then won two straight to tie it up. Ooh. And Mango took game five in a pretty exciting finish huh. uh, to win it three games to two. Uh, the rules are they play four stock and eight-minute time limit. Four so stock meaning they have four lives. Four lives each, okay. yep. Uh, no items. All right. Because it's hardcore, you know. 
Got to be all skill. Straight at fight. Uh, They're very picky about their levels, the stages they can play. Hmm. And the uh, eight-minute time limit, so you're not, you know, running away from the other person for too long. And Mango, for winning this year, got nearly $6,000. Not bad for for just playing a video game. For winning, right. He did beat, uh, it was a 970-player field, though. So he did have to do quite well. That's that's a small payout for quite a field. So, yeah, I would would say, and they had 30,000 stream viewers, so you would think they could generate a little more revenue. But Can anyone really join? Like, could a noob like me join? I think just about anyone could join. Okay, so I guess that's not that bad. It's not like World Series of Poker where, like, you have to qualify by winning your region or something it's like right. you probably th- could i'm not positive but i think any just about anyone can do you have up. to pay in to get it or? I, th- I think you probably okay do. so that's, um, that might be it but yeah but the the prize money is going to only get higher and higher i think each year yeah it's kind of one of those things like world series of poker where it's like i have a feeling that in the gaming world as more people buy into that and like start watching more and more it might get one of those things where maybe we'll get lucky one day gamers out there and we'll see it on tv I think, so, yeah, I think eventually I we'll think it'd be there. awesome. It's going to be a few more years. I, I mean, think. we kind of lost G4 along the way, which I would say yeah, would be ideal. Yeah, that was an interesting experiment. It was. But we have Twitch now, True. which is huge. Well, I mean, YouTube bought for, what, a billion dollars? Yeah. I, recently? Yeah, so, I think so, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, I think it could definitely end up on TV. Well, with the popularity of things like Twitch Plays Pokemon that just happened, um I mean, that was like that was huge. I mean, yeah. everyone was. I mean, even people that I that didn't know what Twitch was, right, were asking me about it. Like, you know, at work, that people yeah. I knew, they were like, "I've heard of this thing called Twitch Plays Pokemon. I know what Pokemon is. What's Twitch?" I was like, "Oh yeah. God, here we go." So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. I think that'd be really exciting. So, um, is there like is there a way I can watch the video? Because I'll be yeah, honest, you, I haven't seen. You can just search uh, YouTube for uh, Evo 2014 Melee Grand Finals mm. to watch the final match between okay. Mango and Hungrybox. I also recommend watching uh, Mango last year. He's just he's a machine. Mm. He, he's really fun to watch. He plays Fox almost all the time. Falco occasionally, and he just he has the game mastered like no one like no one you've ever seen. Uh, last year he had a match later. Uh, towards the final, not the final, I think it's quarterfinal maybe. So it's someone else who's obviously very good to get that far. Mm-hmm. He beat him without using losing a single life as Falco. Wow. So he went four stock, finished with four stock, got an insane crowd reaction. <laughs> like the crowd just mobbed him after he won. Jeez. So I recommend checking that out as well. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, Mango at Evo is the uh, other Smash story. Okay. Yeah, I mean it's it's pretty awesome stuff. I like I said, I'm not a huge gaming or fighting game fan, but I did watch some of the uh, um, Gods Among Us or Injustice Gods Among Us um, fighting game with like DC oh, Universe. Yeah. There was a tournament that happened a while back, and I watched the final. They had it up um, somewhere. I don't know if I saw it on, like Kotaku or something like that, but I watched okay. the the footage of that. It was pretty intense. It was actually exciting to watch. When so. the skill level's that high, yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, speaking of Super Smash Brothers, I watched the video. I think you guys also watched the video of what was going on. What do you guys think? What are your impressions of these three new challengers that have presented themselves in Super Smash Brothers? Captain Falcon, we all knew he was coming back, let's be honest. Right. I think my I thought he was already confirmed to be back, and a lot of other people did. But that's cool, you know, he's a he's a mainstay. You gotta bring Captain Falcon back. Personally, I'm not too excited about all the Fire Emblem characters we're getting in this uh, in the new version, because this makes four Fire Emblem characters total. We this already had saturated. Marth and Ike, mm-hmm. who were uh, in Brawl, yep. and Marth's been there since Melee. And now we have uh, Lucina, who's basically, she looks like a female Marth, 
kind of, and like similar moveset, I think. Just high emphasis on uh, swordsmanship. I don't know about her like personally from the Fire Emblem series, but that's what it seems to be the case so far. But I think Robin, like you mentioned earlier, looks a little more interesting because he's got the magic element mm-hmm. along with... And he's got a weird, like, zigzaggy sword going on. Pretty badass. Which, yeah, it's not aerodynamic. No, but, uh, it's not. It looks interesting, yeah. and he shoots magic from it. Very true. So. I mean, I'll just say, I mean, you're talking a lot about Fire Emblem, which is fine because they're the newer characters, they're the new kids on the block, but uh, it was Captain Falcon. I mean, that's... Yeah. That's my jam. I mean, first of all, let, let's just say this guy came from obscurity in, in F-Zero. Wasn't even... Well, a, at the time, it was obscurity. At the time, right, of Super Smash Bros. in the F-Zero 64. GX got He was a pilot of one of the cars. Then all of a sudden was, like, this guy pops out of a car and is like, I'm going to have Falcon yeah. punches and Falcon kicks. Death knee to the ribcage. It's like, what? Where did he even come? He, it's like, who is this guy? Nintendo was like, oh, he's been here the whole time. It's like, okay, Nintendo, whatever you say. <laughs> we believe it. you. Oh, worship. <laughs> we are not worthy. So... But I loved it. I thought, I mean, I I basically played as him and Link because I suck at Super Smash Brothers. I wanted to pick the characters that I thought would do the most damage and looked the coolest. I'm a huge uh, Legend of Zelda fan. And when you have a guy that punches and says, Falcon punch every time, well, as a kid, you, you can't go wrong there. And he looks pretty That's badass epic. too, right? That's my jam. So I'm happy he's back. Obviously, if they ever got rid of him, I wouldn't even care at all this Super Smash Brothers game coming out, even enough to say I'm not going to play it. But now I'll just say wow. thanks, Captain Falcon. Means a lot. Uh, look, I mean, <laughs> I do what I can. But yeah, so that's my thing, Captain Falcon. That's all really I care about. These other guys, pretty cool. Uh, Reen Lessa, you guys saw the video, I'm sure, of, of their their you know introduction, their fighting style. What do you guys think? For the two new characters, uh, Robin and is it pronounced Lucina or like Lucina? I think it's Lucina, implied Luch- H. Okay, I'm I will just positive. pronounce it. That's I'll pronounce it Lucina. Okay, like for Fire Emblem Awakening, uh, Les and I were watching the video, and uh, what captured my heart was uh, the voice actresses and actors, like for Robin and Lucina. Lucina, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, like David Vincent, uh, who does, who is Robin from Fire Emblem Awakening. Okay. He actually is Raymond Vester from Resident Evil Revelations, which you I would lo- know about because you're huge Resident <laughs> Evil fangirls over here. Yes, so. I melt when there's a title announced, and I did, <laughs> I did not melt at E3 because no. there were no. There was no Resident Evil. My heart also, wept a little bit for you. I'm sorry. Oh, I know, but it still weeps a little bit. But yeah, like he does uh, a lot of anime roles and a lot of video game roles. Like um, I'll just mention one anime, one Bleach, like Grimjaw from Bleach. Okay. And then uh, for Lucina for Fire Emblem Awakening, uh, it's Laura Bailey, and she does Fullmetal Alchemist Brotherhood <gasps> Lust. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> really? Uh, oh yep. my god. Okay, so I love okay, Full Metal Alchemist, probably one of my favorite animes of all time. That's really lust, because that's kind of obscure. I mean, obviously she's a very important character. I'm sorry, I'm kinda of fanboying all over myself. Continue. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was who I got flustered. I'm red. I'm hot. I need some water. Uh, I love totally okay. Oh, I love Full Metal Alchemist. That's awesome. That who okay. Super Smash Bros. just kind of went up in my book a little bit. Okay, sorry. Continue, yeah. continue. And like also, just because I'm a Resident Evil fan, she played Helena Harper from Resident Evil 6. But okay. that's just me fangirling. Oh, Resident Evil! <gasps> I'll calm down now. 
continue. <laughs> a lot of Resident Evil alumni, it seems, and just the two new characters, but I wonder if they have a lot of other voice actors in Super Smash Bros. that maybe have the, the kind of pedigree or, or resume that those two have. That'd be pretty interesting to see, so. Oh, that would be. Yeah. Well, okay, on the subject of voice actors, I know that for Super Smash Brothers, in the Japanese versions, Falcon is actually voiced by one of Rain and Mine. I guess you would say he's pretty high on our list of favorite Japanese seiyu, seiyu being the Japanese word for for voice actors, Horikawa Ryo. I know he, who you're going for. He voices Vegeta in Dragon Ball Z and oh, then Katori Heji in uh, Detective Conan. So I thought... character, just so we know. <laughs> I'm fangirling inwardly. Continue. <laughs> and outwardly, yes. But I found that really, really unique because Horikawa Ryo is... Uh, I love his Osaka accent. Nice. And of course, anyone that plays Vegeta is uh, amazing since he's probably one of the best characters mm. in DBZ lore. You know how many people probably play Vegeta? How many? Over nine thousand. Over nine thousand. Oh, I I have heard it's over nine thousand. I would say it's a number at least nine thousand. At least, probably more. Perhaps more. Uh, Reading to go back to two things you touched on quickly. The uh, the new Smash Bros is coming out for both DS and Wii U. Is it? I think uh, so. I thought so too. I thought it was Wii U and Nintendo 3DS. Unless Wii U is the Smash Bro and then Fire Emblem Awakening was for the Nintendo 3DS. Fire Emblem Awakening already it's... came out in 2012-2013. Okay, good. And uh, oh. apparently this just in, it is pronounced Lucina. Oh, Lucina. Okay. Lucina. Which uh, is dumb. <laughs> you like this the CH I think sound? yeah that I mean, makes more I, sense to I like me, but... I, I listened I watched the the gameplay the the fighting and I could swear Robin when he said her name put a CH on it when I listened to the video I'll have to go back unless and they to changed it. it I don't know I mean anyone out there on the Twitterverse want to throw it at us and tell us whether it's CH or C because I'm not a Fire Emblem fan from what I've heard from my colleagues here I don't think any of us have played a Fire Emblem game so we don't really know about this Lucina but I will say Lucina is probably on the lowest rung of the ones I'm excited about I gotta say that Robin character, like you said earlier, using that magic, it's more interesting, yeah. zigzag thunder sword. Yeah. It looks pretty awesome. I mean, it's quite shocking. Oh, <laughs> you uh, took that read. That was me. I was gonna uh. say, less is the pun master. You're probably stealing her thunder there. Wait, oh, did I just do it? Oh, oh, oh I did. Oh. I went had a there. sad trombone. Boom, <laughs> sad trombone. You had to do that, didn't you? I had to. So, but anyway, I think honestly, I, I think it's a good addition, despite the saturation of you know. The the Fire Emblem characters that Joel mentioned, I think even if they keep Robin in there, I think that's a pretty good versatile character. You have action, you have fighting style with the sword, and then you have that magic, something that's kind of like a mix of Link and Ness, in a sense. Right. You've got the projectiles and the sword. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Cool. Also, uh, I remember in the video, they showed that you can play as female Robin, which is another cool element to it. Is that a thing? I yeah, it's. I guess it's going to be like. Well, okay. My guess is it's going to be Zelda and Sheik, kind of how that system worked, where you can just switch in between. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably just before the match, not during the match. I okay. Would, I would assume you can't switch genders. So there's I don't like think a they female that version of Robin right. in the games. I guess they just showed it in quickly. They just did a quick clip of uh, the female Robin saying, "Really playable female Robin." Interesting. Yeah. So. Which is kind of tying into a semi-nerdy announcement. I don't know how many of you guys are comic book fans or love Marvel like I do, but apparently Thor is going to be a female um, in a new series. So a little gender bending there, which I think is pretty exciting, but kind of reminded me of that. So a little, little plug for comics. That's just my thing. So I'll just throw it out there. Absorb it, and we're done. Okay. So um, I don't know. Super Smash Brothers, like I said, not... 
Not my forte. I don't like fighting games, mostly because I suck at them. But Joel is yeah. our resident expert. He loves it. I love and the Smash. I gotta know. I don't Joel. really play any other fighting games. But really? I think Smash is so unique. Not even like a um, like a Soul Calibur. Soul Calibur. Yeah. I did. I went through a very big Soul Calibur phase. Not so much. What about that. Naruto? DC. I don't know what that is. Naruto? You don't know Naruto? Naruto? Like Na- oh, Naruto. Yeah. You sorry. pronounced it too Japanese. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they definitely will because they know Japanese. So uh, Street Fighter a bit, Tekken a bit. But okay. Smash is like clearly the best. That's your thing. So I got to know though, Joel. You've been playing it for so long. Who's your staple? Who's who's your go-to Smash Brothers character? I like, uh, like you mentioned earlier, I love playing Link. Start with Link in the original Smash for N64, Young Link in Melee, because he's a bit faster, and then Toon Link in Brawl is, okay. uh, is fun to play. Nice. Sonic's pretty badass, too. I mean, he's when you have, fast, I'm assuming. He's the fastest thing alive. Okay, yeah. All right, yeah. so you're a Link man, as I I'm was a Link when man. I was younger. Um, Reen Lester, did you have you played any of the Smash Bros. games? Well, a little bit in college when we were in an anime club and we had this this gaming tournament. And so, like you two boys, I guess you could just add me onto the roster for Link. Um, I did play him a lot, but I didn't do too well, and I put that boy to shame. So, like you, Tim, uh, fighting games aren't really my area of expertise. I feel like there's too much concentration that I have to put into button mashing, and mm-hmm. that's just a little overwhelming and fast-paced for me. Stealth over brawling any day. Gotcha. Nice. Yeah, and I- I was a huge Pokemon fan, so when we were in the club and they were like, pick your character, and I was like, oh my god, it's Pikachu! So I decided to pick him, and then everyone just pwned me. There were like four players, and I was like, epic fail. And the Kirby is the one that pwned me. That thing is a bamf. Yeah, so Kirby is overpowered. Try. Yeah, after I picked Pikachu, I was like, you know what? I'm going to be Kirby now, and I'm going to pwn everyone. But no, the Kirby got stepped on. Kirby yeah. was the ball that everyone kicked around. <laughs> Whenever I play with my fiance, she's Kirby, um, and tries mm. to do a thing where she sucks you up and does, like, jumps off oh, the edge and spits yeah. you out and flies yep. up. She likes to play that, that game. Yeah, so I, I would say I probably played a lot as Captain Falcon, like I said earlier. And I was a big, uh, when I first started, I was Link because I just got, I was in my huge Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, love affair. Two of the best games ever made. I mean, basically, let's be honest. We're going to get a lot of Link to the Past, you know, fans coming on. I haven't uh, played it. Have you played it? Oh, no, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. We're, I mean, look, 3D eras, but... Uh, yeah, Link and Captain Falcon for me, I'd say, are pretty solid characters. But I, I gotta say, maybe one of these days, Rian Lessa, um, if we ever get together in real life, we could all do like a four-player free-for-all and some Smash Bros on the N64. Be right. Just awesome. so we know, I'll be Kirby, and Kirby will be stepped on. Not gonna be Pikachu? I will do it. Okay, fun, I'll play Pikachu. I'll do it. <laughs> nice. That thing is adorable. Oh, and also I thought one of the new characters added to this new Super Smash Bros. is Greninja. That's correct. Oh, I totally saw that, and I was like, oh, my Y starter. I called him Gama, and I would totally play him if given the opportunity. So yeah, I don't My know. reaction I was, what the hell is a Greninja? Exactly. <gasps> what? Gasp. <Not> lucky. <laughs> You already have Lucario, so I think it's it's redundant, but eh, whatever. we'll see. I mean, I, most of these names are thrown out. I don't know. I mean, I know Lucario, but it's like I said, I, I haven't played bad. any Smash Bros. games since the N64 era. Mm. That's that's oh. one of my faults. Pac-Man will be I, fun, I think. Pac-Man I know what character Timmy would like. Who would that? Ready? Ness from Earthbound, they have him. I mean, yeah, uh, he's Luke, in the original. I will say, I I love Ness was in there because Earthbound is my favorite game of all time, and 
Super Smash Brothers original having him in there I thought was phenomenal because I was like, oh my god, I actually know who that is. And people were like, who's that boy with a baseball yeah, cap? And yeah. I'm like, I'm going to smack you in the face, Joel. <laughs> but I, I love it. I never played as him because he was very difficult to master. And I could never... I couldn't get the hang of it. I was too young. I'm obviously not good at fighting games. But yes, I mean, Ness always so, so close to me because of my history with Earthbound, playing it multiple times. And no, yes, thank you for for remembering my love for Earthbound and pointing that out because he is, he's... He's awesome, and he still is. He going to be in this version? He is well? back, mm-hmm. of course, of course. So I think Lucas as well. Okay, man, eh, whatever. Who cares about Lucas? I mean, you know, <laughs> I played Earthbound, not whatever the hell he's in. You know, one of the games that we don't get in America. <laughs> Mother Thank Three, you, Nintendo. I digress. Um, but yeah, we should definitely get together and play that. You know, I mean, we we've played. We should. We did. We play Left 4 Dead two. All of us. Together? Yeah, I have not because. Well, you, you have, three, I know. Have we a have, lot. but you haven't. We should. Because... We need to get that together because I think yeah. it'd be a fun time of getting Joel involved. Um, I would like to. I got to get my Steam up and running. You got to get that going. Um, a friendly word of advice: Stay clear of Nick, for he shall shoot you in the ass. Stay I clear played. of. I think I don't know who it is. Lesser Arene that. <laughs> Um, shoots other people in the face. I think it's Lessa is responsible for shooting more of her teammates in the face than any of the horde. So. Right. Uh, okay, no, no, just on my defense, I have really good aim. You just guys just choose to walk in front of it, okay? Also, Reen has a problem with adrenaline. She yes. throws, she pumps that, that stuff. Oh. She's a junkie. Intervention. We're going to need to have one for you. <laughs> So, oh, yeah. Um, Reen, you gotta kick the stuff. <laughs> you gotta carry me to the hordes, man. I can't feel my arms. I need my adrenaline. Your drug addiction to adrenaline affects me in ways you couldn't imagine, and it hurts me. Um, <laughs> but, um, no, Left 4 Dead 2 would be great. And I, actually, um, I was talking to a friend of mine. We were playing Minecraft. He mentioned a game that I would be interested in, he thought, because I, I love zombies and I love Minecraft. It's a game called Seven Days to Die. It's like a, a mix. Seven Days to Die is like this mix of Minecraft and um, like zombie survival, kind of like Left 4 Dead. And when I watched the trailer for the first time, I immediately thought of you all because I'm like, well, if we're going to play Left 4 Dead 2 together, this might be something to look at. And I sent you guys the link. Um, did you get a chance to take a look at it? I did. The mm-hmm. textures and like the, op- the, op- like the open world is beautiful and the textures are so fresh and it just looked so amazing. It did remind me a little bit of the Walking Dead survival instinct, especially when it showed uh, one of the weapons is a crossbow. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, Daryl Dixon. Nice. Right there. Sexiest right. man on television. Oh, um, you know it, boy. We're going to get into this, aren't we? No, we'll, we'll skip. We'll save that <laughs> argument for sexiest man on Walking Dead later. But, uh, All right. Yeah, so... It definitely, I mean, it, it rings, do you think it has, like, that feel of, like, Left 4 Dead 2, right? It kind of looks like that Horde style of play, in a way. I mean, yeah, for me, when I watched it, well, aside from being a sandbox creative game, mm-hmm. besides giving the feel of, from Minecraft, actually, um, not just from the look, but from the way the player's lad is scavenged for supplies and build his or her home or safe house. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah, like you said, with the hordes of dead people or zombies or whatever you want to call them, the undead. The walkers. you got to say walkers. This is Goddamn walkers. Yeah. Okay. Horrible. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, exactly. Horrible. <laughs> Stuff and things. Stay in the house, Coral. Coral. But yeah, um, definitely with 
with the zombies, it does quickly drag you into Left 4 Dead nostalgia. I mean, especially with the masses, and mm-hmm. we just need <laughs> with everyone like all the hordes just activated and then just ambush. Oh god. And... Oh, yeah, I, I think it, it's like pretty fascinating. It just like add. I mean, there's tons of games out there. There's like Daisy and all other things where like there's survival and you you know go online and you play against factions and you try and survive on your own or in groups and. I think this is kind of interesting because you can the whole world is destructible, which is different. Like there was a video clip of a girl just like mining in a cave and like stuff was crumbling down. And you can collect all these materials for building houses and shelters yeah, and, and everything. The house, like you can build a moat around it and put stakes, stakes, I guess, around it. But like I was watching the trailer and those stakes looked like they did nothing. The hordes were still coming over the moats and I was like, well, they should have dug their holes deeper. And there's a, actually an enemy that can melt whatever you do. Like, I guess it, it has acid and it can, like, if you put up a wall, that wall's coming down if that thing pukes on it. Interesting. And yeah. also the creatures are smart and they can hunt in groups. Yeah, I mean, it, it looks like it definitely has some work to do, though, cause, uh, to go through to be Final Practice. I think right now it's just in the alpha stage right now where you can actually buy it for, like, 25 bucks or something like that online and, and play it. And the graphics are not the greatest. Like, the zombies all, jam- like, shamble in the same way and everything, and they just kind of walk over spikes but get injured by it. And I, I wonder if it's going to stay that simplistic, but I just wanted – I thought it was pretty cool to just throw it out there on – on people's radar if anyone's a fan of um, either Minecraft and or zombie survival games seven days to die um, is pretty cool I think it's uh, the number seven days to die.com you can check it out open world sandbox zombie survival horror Minecraft game that's basically that's the genre I think but yeah I mean maybe as it goes along I'll have to keep a close eye on it maybe we can all get in on that and uh, form a faction and survive the horde together oh definitely Pretty cool stuff. Awesome. So I kind of want to shift topics a little bit here. Um, I just kind of was, I don't know when it was, I was like eating breakfast maybe or passing out after a night of drinking or something, but I was thinking of you know certain games that, you know, when like games are canceled, like, you know, I know like in- the industry is um, pretty tough out there sometimes. Like Kickstarter has kind of changed the game a bit, but sometimes even AAA studios will cancel a game because of financial issues or, you know, conflicts within the industry. And like games get canceled all the time and you know unless you're really following something you maybe don't care so much about it but it got me thinking like is there a game out there that like i was like following intensely and they got canceled and i thought of a few examples like one that was a long time ago that you know i probably care more about now than i did when it happened but that was like earthbound 64 on the n64 because i was really excited obviously about earthbound and i was like i want to see this game come out and that kind of bummed me out and i'm still to this day kind of bummed it never happened but I, you know, I was thinking, I wonder, like, you know, Joel, Reen, Lessa, like, what you guys, if there's, like, any games out there in the past or recently that were, like, canceled or even severely delayed. I don't know, Joel, you're kind of shaking your head. You got something that, yeah. Yeah, I got one big one. Super Mario 64 2 was supposed to come out for the uh, Super Nintendo, uh, the Nintendo 64 disk drive oh, okay. uh, add-on. Um, and I love the first Mario 64 I think it's one of the best, or possibly the best, game ever made. It's one of the only two games I've actually made a legitimate attempt to speedrun. It has so much replay value, you know, it's so much fun to just sit down and try to beat it in one sitting, using various glitches. And I didn't even know about it when it was gonna come out. I found out, like, a few years ago. It yeah. was supposed to be a sequel. The N64 uh, uh, disc drive wasn't doing well, so they canceled, they scrapped the whole thing. Mm-hmm. 
And then uh, even worse, we got Super Mario Sunshine. Which, <laughs> Not a fan. Who who likes that game? So well, I mean, I've never played it. I've seen it played before. It didn't look too bad, but um, the voice acting or at least the writing or whatever seemed kind of super hokey for even a Mario game. From what I remember watching some of it. Yeah, I just wasn't into like the hose. The whole hose thing. Yeah, like, I don't. You I don't want to do that. Jumping and I wanna, stomping. I want to. Yeah, I want to jump. I want to wall kick. I want to. I want to butt pound. <laughs> Okay. I want to do acrobatic. Stomp, whatever. <laughs> I want to. I want to be acrobatic. Yeah, that's nice. that's what was fun. You about. want to be an acrobatic pudgy plumber. Exactly. Not a lazy pudgy Which, plumber like is realistic. Yeah. Okay. Because gotcha. it's the only time you get to live that fantasy. <laughs> of course, every every boy and girl's fantasy being a pudgy plumber who's athletic. Okay. Reen, got anything out there that was like canceled or delayed that you're just like, oh my god, this sucks. There is one game that we both were like, oh my god, why? I'm sure you could guess it's a survival horror game. Shocker. Because yeah, totally shocked. But it's actually um, called Until Dawn, and it was originally planned for the PS3, which was going to utilize the move feature, and that seemed really cool because in the trailers and stuff, it had the flashlight as like the PS3 move, mm-hmm. so you'd be moving it and like, using it like a flashlight, and I was like, oh my god, that's really, really awesome and cool, but it was canceled for the PS3, and it had a really like beautiful atmosphere, kind of like Alan Wake, and that was an amazing game. And we've been following the like progression of this because it looked like a really intense, good game. I don't know why they just kind of canceled it. And now they moved it to PS4 now instead of PS3. And then for something called Project Morpheus, and that's kind of like an Oculus Rift type of console or a new device. And so as of today, the release date is unknown, probably in 2015. Hopefully. Well, I was actually circling online and I found a release date. I mean, don't hold me to this, but some people say November 10th this year. Really? Yeah. Oh boy. Is now is that speculation and rumor, or is that like from a like legit source, or is like a friend of a friend told me? Oh, uh, Wikipedia. But <laughs> well, <laughs> no, no, I mean, it's a hundred percent correct. Then. <laughs> no, do not listen to Wikipedia. It lies. I mean, I will say this though: Tim Howard was Secretary of Defense for a day, and uh, <laughs> let's be honest, that man deserves it because he. Uh, I'm surprised he didn't get the Golden Glove. Well, I think it's just because he didn't play in enough games. That's true. But let's, I mean, world record the Belgium for saves. Game. Uh, we're talking about the World Cup again. Legendary. I'm sorry, people that just hear sport, sport, sport. We'll, we'll take this offline. I'm sorry. We'll, 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 fan, we'll fan well, we brought up about FIFA, you know, Tim Howard later. We'll watch some footage together and drink beer, mm. manly style. Please. So, well, I got to say, I mean, I did say Earthbound 64 earlier, but actually, um, as I was kind of thinking and, and you guys were talking, The Last Guardian is a game for me that I've been following for probably a few years now. Because um, I'm a huge fan of Ico, I'm a huge fan of Shadow of the Colossus. Those games are essentially art in video game form, in my opinion. One of the few examples I would call art in a game. And Last Guardian is from the same studio, and they have been talking about this game ever since the PS3 was not even half. Like, it was kind of near the twilight of its era, but they were like, yeah, this is going to come out. And the, the initial trailer looked gorgeous and awesome. And then it just was like delayed, delayed, delayed. And then a long time, nothing. And then I think even recently IGN was like, oh, it's been canceled. And everyone just collapsed in a puddle of their own tears, including myself. And then like 10 minutes later, like, haha, JK, just playing some IGN games because we don't actually know anything. And they were like, god damn it, IGN. <laughs> so, which I say a lot these days. But I was just really bummed out. But I'm still so hopeful that 
they'll get, bring this game out because I just love, I don't know, I love Shadow of the Colossus, I love Ico, and I really hope that Last Guardian can be something like those games that give you the feels, you know? Mm-hmm. So. I believe when E3 was, like, rolling around, I saw a trailer for The Last Guardian. Is it, like, some big griffin beast trapped in a cave and some little boys, like, running, and then it's, like, I guess they're friends or something? Is that the... Yeah. Am I in, like, the No, right? no, no, okay. it's, it's, you're right in the wheelhouse there. It's, um, that was the short trailer. There's, yeah, exactly, the griffin, you know, dog-like creature and a boy running around, and the, the creature is chained up. I think yeah. at the start, and I'm guessing the the creature's the guardian, maybe, and the boy is going to help the creature because usually what happens is there's some sort of protagonist, there's some sort of evil, and there's something he has to save or protect in the theme of Ico and Shadow of the Classes. So I don't know. I mean, speculations run wild. I haven't done a lot of research on just the speculation part of things, mostly just on when the hell is this game coming out <laughs> side of things. But no, I mean, if you've seen that trailer, you can you know how beautiful that game looked, even for yes. PS3. Yeah, the animation for the, I guess, I'm going to call it like a chimera or a griffin, it almost looked real to me. I was like, is this like a movie coming out, or is it like 3D animation? And I was like, damn, afterwards. Mm-hmm. It really captured my eyes. Mm-hmm, definitely. <laughs> my <laughs> eyes. My <laughs> eyeballs. My eyes. My eyes, mind of my heart. Green no longer has eyes. They melted out uh, of her face. They were captured. Uh, uh, well, you know, speaking of games that have, you know, possibly found their doom because of cancellation or, you know, are not in production, uh, it was announced this week that Crash Bandicoot, that many thought was dead and gone, um, a classic game from the PlayStation and PS2 era, of gaming, um, one that I remember playing with Spyro. Um, mm. Oh yes, Spyro. Yes. Yep, definitely. I mean, just two lovable, iconic characters from the PlayStation era. Um, I guess the Sony president this week remarked that Crash Bandicoot is not dead; it's mostly dead. Mm. I think it's it's uh, you know it has a chance of revival, which I thought was pretty interesting, especially since Joel, did you ever play those games growing up? A bit very small amount. I played Crash Bandicoot. I think probably at like a blockbuster. Okay. In like middle school. Blockbuster. Now, what is that? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, are you sure you didn't play it at a Funko Land? Perhaps it may have been. Maybe a Funko Land. There's a chance okay. it was a Funko. <laughs> oh man, bless Rest it. Rest in has. peace, Funko um, Land. But I think that's good. Like when you see games like that. I mean, Crash Bandicoot's just you know, it's one series, one game that's popular. But nostalgia is so important to gamers that people like me, who are old, 27 years old you know, look back to games that I used to play like Crash Bandicoot and, you know, you girls, you mentioned Spyro as a game you used to play. It holds a special place in our hearts and minds because it's a thing from our past. We hold it dear because of the experiences we had. And I think that's a good sign that people that are in charge of the companies these days, like Sony, Nintendo, Microsoft, would at least still, you know, investigate, yeah, these, these, these old games and say, you know what, let's resurrect it because there's a fan base. And we saw it with DuckTales um, within the last year. Remastered. Exactly, yeah, remastered. Nostalgia is a powerful tool in the industry, so the more we make noise, I think, as gamers, we have quite a bit of power. Exactly. So Crash Bandicoot, I think, exciting. And I hope that uh, for the sake of all of us, maybe, uh, you know, at least Last Guardian and Until Dawn will make their way into our, our systems one day. So we can, one be, day. we can be happy. And uh, I don't know, Joel, you may have to give up on Super Mario 64 too. <sighs> Sorry, buddy. No, yes. don't tell Let's him to give make, up. Keep believing. Make a new N64. It was the best console ever. Yeah, just they can come out with Nintendo. The, just make another one. And si- the, uh, the Nintendo 128. Do like what Xbox did, and you know, just be, it could have been the 720. It's gonna be whatever, yeah. but just do it that way. So, 
Nice. Um, well, uh, I think we'll just kind of uh, move on to our last topic today. Um, I, I was reading, I, I've actually, I played, started playing just by chance, randomly. I finished Nino Kuni. Um, a couple weeks ago, a few weeks ago. Game I've been playing forever. I actually started playing it, then went to Europe for a month, and didn't beat it until I got back. So, long time coming. Afterwards, I was like, well, now I, I gotta play something else. So I popped in a little-known title for the PS3 called Heavenly Sword. It's basically this story of this girl and her father and sister, like, escaping this horde of people run by this evil dude, and there's a sword, and blah blah blah. But... The point here is that I found out they're making a, a movie, like a CG movie to DVD for this. And I was like, okay, now I have a, a reason to finish this game. But, um, you know, it, it's kind of cool when you see video games being made into movies, even if it is in the same vein of just being a CG version of the right. game in some ways. Like Final Fantasy VII Advent Children was... Right, exactly. Yeah. You know, or Final Fantasy... Um, the spirit Spirits Within, within which, which actually did get a theatrical release. It did. And I saw that movie in theaters. Was it terrible? I thought it was alright. Really? I still it, have not seen I it. I was wondering the whole time, what does this have anything to do with Final Fantasy? Did it? Because no. Okay. <laughs> they just slapped Final Fantasy on the uh, CG So it could just been The Spirits Within. It's like weird, hippie, uh, earthy okay. CG movie. Yeah, but so it was, I thought it was... I may, have to, I may have to find I may have watched Advent Children about six times because I'm a huge oh, Final Fantasy yeah. Seven fan. I love... The sword fight. Well, the sword oh, fights are pretty sword fights. Yeah, Bahamut. With like Vlad and Sephiroth. Woo! Yeah, well, that yeah. That ass. That ass. <laughs> that ass. <laughs> Sephiroth walking through the flames, I gotta tell you. Yeah. Um, Looks like a girl. Exactly. So, but I don't know. I, I'll pose this question because, um, you know, I'm playing a game that's being made into a movie. Is there any game out there that you all have either played or are playing now that you would like to see made into a movie or hell, even whatever. If you, there's a movie series that you think would make a good video game. I was actually thinking a lot on this topic of what games I would like to see in movies, and so Fatal Frame popped up in my mind, because mm. as a really big horror gamer, I mean, you can't say Fatal Frame and be like, what's that game? Because every <laughs> horror gamer knows it. But so I was thinking it would be nice to have a Fatal Frame game turned into a movie. And just so it happens, there's already a Fatal Frame movie announced for this year, and it's scheduled for release on September 26th. I mean, how really? cool is that? Yes, I love you, Theatrical? Uh, it's real life, it's not CGI. Wait, is it going to be released in theaters? I don't know that part. I just know the date. Hmm, that that could be, be really interesting. Yeah. Because I, I thought I would... Silent Hill was a pretty good movie. Yeah. Silent Hill. Yeah. I mean, I won't watch it because I'm a pansy. Well, I would yeah, love to see a Fatal Frame movie, though. I'm with you on good. that. And I yeah, actually remember after Fatal Frame 2 came out, I read something in uh, EGM that like a decade ago that Steven Spielberg was like attached to a Fatal Frame 2 adaptation for film like as a producer not directing <laughs> so that would I be wonder if he's still involved but like project. as a producer or something well, I mean the man that brought us Cowboys vs. Aliens Did production he, he was produced that so okay producer, so, so maybe not too far off can't go wrong Right. Has Tim at all played the Fatal Frame games? Um, I watched videos and trailers and read reviews in PlayStation Magazine, play. and that's about as close <laughs> as I got because, again, I'm terrified of horror games. <laughs> Fatal okay. Frame 2 is, like, one of the scariest games. Okay, I was going to ask you, Joel, like, which one of the three were, was your favorite? Oh, two, for sure. Oh, okay. Fatal Frame 2, yeah. <laughs> Pass. Although three had, that, three had that moment with basically Samara in it. 
Yeah, so, the Reika, like, yeah, she's all like, um... That was unpleasant. And over and over, always in my eyes, I was like, oh my god, Bob and Weave, that was our motto. That last boss battle, <laughs> we basically got down to that cave with nothing, there were no health, we had no health, and then we just had to Bob and Weave, and we had the worst film, well, I don't remember which one it is I now, but like... 14. Maybe four, yeah, maybe fourteen. So like, it'd be Bob and Weave, Bob and Weave, get out of the cloud, take a picture, did nothing. Okay, <sighs> back to Bob and Bob and Weave, Bob and Weave, Bob and Weave. It was like I think I put it down for half a year, and then I picked it up because I evolved in real life. I was like, I had bands that I like, Level I leveled up. up, and then I finally beat the boss, and I was like, take that mother. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> we have a beep button. No, we don't. Um, no, we don't. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm gonna hard pass on all of that. I might watch a movie if it comes out. If someone's with me and the lights are all on and it's noon, um, I'll watch it. <laughs> That's the worst time to watch a movie, a at, horror movie. At noon? At noon. No, I'm good. I watched The Conjuring a couple weeks ago at noon. It worked did out you watch, for me. You watched it? I did. It was good. I liked it. It wasn't like really? jump scary, but it did kind of, right. it was une- It made you uneasy. Like a thrill ride. I think they did a really good job in The Conjuring of not using special effects they base. I mean, I don't think they used a ton of special effects in that movie. A lot of it was natural, like string technique and like uh, stuff like that, mm-hmm. where they kept it real and mm-hmm. semi-realistic, so that you weren't like, oh, it jumps out. Practical oh, that's totally. Effects, yeah. yeah, like when you see something CG and you're like, that's totally CG. You're like, not that scared. But right. this one made me feel uneasy because I'm like, holy shit, and like great, that's happening. Great throwback to like 70s horror style, yeah, especially at the beginning. Yeah, Some they did do like shots. a review of it. I think they said it was like akin to like the exorcist in a lot of ways where it, yep. it didn't yeah. really rely Animal a lot horror. on jump scares i don't know myself personally a game being made into a movie i don't even i don't even know i mean i'm, I'm excited a bit about heavenly sword although i'm a little sad that andy circus who you might know as the voice of Gollum from lord of the rings he voiced oh. the villain in the heavenly sword video game he will not be reprising that role in the oh, movie that, that villain will be there but it will not be voiced by andy circus it's kind of so, odd it is being well, a movie actor. He's very busy now. I think. I mean, he is. Uh, he's moved from actor to director and co-director a lot. Because oh, Peter Jackson okay. um, made him co-director for the Hobbit movies uh, on, on a few. So he was doing the second um, second team shots and stuff like that. So I think he's moving up in the production world. So I think he's a little. He's a busier man these days yeah, than going the Frank just, Oz path. Yeah. So I mean. Hey, I'm all for it. I just really enjoyed his voice acting. If you haven't played Heavenly Sword and you have it sitting around and just ignored it, or just YouTube Andy Serkis' character in Heavenly Sword, the voice acting, phenomenal. I mean, the guy is, he's a rare talent. I mean, as a huge Loader fan, I think I, I would love to hear him do some more voice acting myself, but I'll probably, uh, I'll probably you know, watch it legally. I'll say legally. Yeah, I'll watch it legally. Yeah. When I, You'll when pay it comes for out. it. I'll pay for it, yeah. of course. Of course. So, all right, cool. Um, I would say, real quick, wrapping mm-hmm. up the, the game to movie uh, topic, I would love to see a Zelda movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, but my God. Ideally awesome. by Studio Ghibli. Because it would be, yes, yeah, right? That would be brilliant. Visually, it would be like the best mm-hmm. animated movie. Yeah. Ever. It would. Can you, like, imagine the stuff they could do with that? Oh, my God. I could. Like, Miyazaki's uh, styles is, like, when the character gets scared or, like, flustered, their hair puffs with, like, their expression. Right. I would love to see that happen for Link. <laughs> like, if he sees something, he'd be like, puff out, and I'd be like, oh, my God, yeah. let, me, let me draw him, let me do something with him. I think they should try to keep him silent, as he is in the games. I think that'd yes. be an interesting challenge if he could be silent the whole or like most of the movie mm-hmm. maybe like have him speak at the end like as a big oh my god or his, talking. Hi-ya! yeah right or something like that exactly. yeah, right. 
But, yeah, I think that'd be visually incredible. Like, you could have the massive, like, field scenes, like, in Ocarina of Time. Oh, like, yeah. The field and, Jump like, on Epona for the first time. Right. And she's yes. like, oh, my God, the world. The visuals and, like, the atmosphere with the towns would be so oh. good. That So that's what, if I could pick one, I would do that. Uh, Fatal I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to second that notion. Mm. I gonna think I'll third it. Now it has to be made. That's two people. That's go. all it takes, I think. I think in, in the world, and we have a third for backup now with Reno. Right. Mode, so I think they have good. to make it. That's, of course. Uh, that's like a rule. Of course. Well, we'll, we'll get the petition on mm. change.org. Mm. We'll get it going. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. We'll do like hashtag make the Zelda movie already. Yeah. Damn it. Ghibli, I know you're listening. So. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> of course. Start on that. I send him emails all the time to listen yeah. to our podcast that yeah. is brand new. So. Um, <laughs> great. All right. Well, um, well, I guess that's that's about it. So that that wraps it up for us here. I guess I thank you all for listening to this very first podcast for All Systems Go. Um, be sure to follow us on Twitter. We are at ASG underscore podcast for future updates. You can check us out there. And as always, listeners, gamers all across the world, game on. Intro music provided by Wonderflux and outro provided by Labyrinth. You can find more information about All Systems Go at asgpodcast.podomatic.com or follow us on Twitter at asg underscore podcast. Podcast.